Hi there, and welcome back. On today's show, we're going to start out by snacking on having pickles two different ways. After that, we're going to just kind of drop in and find out what's going on with coronavirus in the United States. We're also going to talk about how you can accept people who have different values. And of course, we'll go back into Paranormal Corner. And welcome back. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Our show is Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I forgot to say welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. Okay. That's all right. It's It's good to change it up occasionally. I already need my menopause fan. (laughs) (sighs) You're already too warm in here. It is. Well, you got got something that smells great. You have some kind of soup thing. Oh, my. And I tell you, when you were doing the opening, because I don't know what our our, uh, protocols are here on our show, but when you said pickles two ways, I really wanted to... I don't know if we're, I don't know if I, I'm not allowed to chime in when you do that opening bit. You chime so I, in how, whenever you want. No, do whatever you want. No, okay. So what do we got? I'm, I'm hungry and it smells this. good. So what do you got? Go for, ahead uh, and dig in. So we have what's called bacon cheeseburger soup. <laughs> so this should taste like a cheeseburger. So I put some saltine crackers so that you even have kind of the flavor of the, the bread experience with it. This has got some pickles on there. Tomato, lettuce, ground beef, cheese, now, uh, grilled onions cooked into the. You, now you also have some raw onions on top. I didn't okay. do that because the raw onions tear tear me up. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I love onion. This is. It smells really good. Um, there's a lot of pickles on it. Are these are these the uh, Armenian pickles? They are. Yep. Okay, I thought I recognized them. Yes, they are. All right. Um, and so while you're digging into that, it's um, hot. By the way, it's very yes. very hot. Yeah. Um, so while Mark is uh, testing out the bacon cheeseburger soup, I, the second thing that I made was, I've seen this several times, it's called dill pickle dip. And it's um, thin... That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> thin slices of beef, dill pickles, cream cheese, and then um, I added a little bit of heat to it because I thought it'd be nice to add uh, some some other kind of flavor, some sort of interest besides... Because cream cheese is, tends to be very mild, you know? There's nothing in that that would pop. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to add a little bit of seasoning. This soup is more like a casserole, almost. It's very thick. Yes, it is thick. I mean... Right, which is how I like my soup. Yep. Mm. I do. This would be a great fall soup because I like... It's It's got the texture, to me, of like a chili. Yes. So I'm yes. going to try it. Yeah. So Janice is going to try it. I tell you, it, it smells good. It looks like uh Well, it looks like a, a soup. But mm-hmm. not not the brothy soup, you know, the thick, chunky soup. Man, this was good stuff. And I love the fresh onions on top. I'm a big fan of onions. But it is, and it uh, does taste a little bit like somebody took a Big Mac, right, <laughs> and ground it and put up. it put it in a blender. <laughs> so let's see here. I'm going to put a little cracker on here because that would give you the full bread experience with your soup. I don't know. I guess I could do that. So let's see here. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it, it's really good, and it smells so good. I mean, it's just bringing the spoon up to my mouth, the smell of my nose. Oh, this is great. I, <laughs> plus, I was really hungry when I came over here to the studio, so. Mm. Oh, it's, and the cheese, that's mm-hmm. got a lot of good cheese in there. Good, so I didn't melt any it. on top. It's um, Velveeta that's cooked into the beef broth. And so, yes, it's cheese throughout. Hmm. Mm, 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 mm. And like I said, grilled onions, you cook the onions with the ground beef, but then I added some raw for you because 
I know you like that. I do. I do like the onions. And you but had some lettuce on it, too. And I, you know what? The yep. lettuce was a neat neat it, thing to have. It totally, it called for, you know, you just put hamburger toppings on it. Pickles, tomato, lettuce. So there it is. That's a hamburger in a bowl. This is a big bowl of soup. I don't know if I'm going to be finishing this during <laughs> during the show. <laughs> oh, by the way, so take a Triscuit. Let's try this um, dill pickle dip. All right, hold on. I'm going to get a little bit of drink of water to cleanse my palate. I, okay. I just wanted to stop the show and eat this soup. Yeah, yeah. So again, <laughs> That's a you guys. Good meal. So I've got Triscuits to, to have the um, dill pickle dip on. And it's uh, beef, like deli, uh, chipped beef stuff. <laughs> and oh, I yeah, chipped beef. And, uh, cut yeah. it very thin. And then uh, the ar these were Armenian, but dill pickles. And I added um, a little bit of heat to it. Did I say cream cheese? And cream cheese. So it's really yeah. simple. It's just three items, but I did um, add some spice. Okay, so I'm I'm still I'm still cleansing my palate because even though I drank a bunch of water and swished it around, I still have cheeseburger in my mouth. So Jana's so, now tasting the uh, mm -hmm. cream cheese thing on a Triscuit. Oh, there's that heat. It kind of reminds me of a sandwich from elementary school. Interesting. Well, see, I only had peanut butter. No, that's not true. I had ham sandwich. Thin, thinly, very thinly sliced ham sandwich as a kid. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, a lot of people, so it had really great reviews. People are like, you know, whenever they have family get-togethers, there's that heat again. That everybody wants this, you know, somebody to bring the dill pickle dip. Right. I mean, it's all right, but I like French onion. And ranch, better. I mean, it's all right. I know. Do you get another? Uh, do you get the heat? Not yet. Just barely a taste. But see, I have a higher tolerance than you do for hot, spicy stuff. I, although I was at a uh, chain restaurant, fast food type place the other day, and I was afraid to try. They had uh, a hot sauce called like something like triple hot, uh -huh. and I was like, nah, you know what? Not yet. Not yet. It was my first time. Well, this is the this second place. time that Mark and I have had a soup with pickles in it. And that's actually part of, no, that's, that is why I started looking for other uses for pickles because um, we had a gathering at my house uh, last weekend. And um, the Armenian pickles that I have came up. <laughs> And I thought, oh, I'm going to use those. The expiration date is coming up. So I decided. Expiration date on pickles? Well, they're in a can. Maybe it makes a difference when it's in a can versus a jar or I guess something. So. I know. It's, it's just to me, uh, the fact that you pickle the cucumbers, they can last forever. Mm, it's true. They? You would think. Well, I you mean, would I don't think. know. I mean, I used to keep pickles in my, uh, sweet pickles in my refrigerator for over a year after I opened them. And they were still good. I just don't know. I, don't I mean, either. it says it's coming up in June, so I don't. I don't want to. Of course, take any I still chances. have a lot of stuff in my refrigerator right now that has been opened that I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going to do that for the next show. I'm going to bring stuff from my oh. back of my refrigerator. <laughs> That's going to be a segment called "Will This Make Jana Puke?" <laughs> <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> That'd be nice. Thanks very much. Uh, I have kept parmesan 
just in a cupboard for years. Really? And I had a male visitor and um, we ordered some pizza and he's like, do you have some Parmesan? And I pull it out of the cupboard and he's like, <laughs> well, so, okay, there were two, two issues. It was dated from 2015. <laughs> Uh, and it was in a cupboard in the, in the fridge. And I'm like, we don't, you don't need to refrigerate Parmesan. Cheese. And I'm like, it's not going to, and it's not going to get old. It's fine that it's from 2015. But he's looking at it and, and he's like right here. And he points where it says, you know, keep, refrigerate after opening. And I'm yeah, like, it's fine. You didn't know that. So, so what was it? He didn't. He used it. He did? Yeah. He didn't want to be a man. girly man probably and shame me. So oh he put my it gosh. on his pizza and he's still alive. Did. <laughs> and we still speak. So. <laughs> Woo! That was a big sacrifice yes. for him to do. I'll tell you that because yes. uh, I che- par- Parmesan is cheese. Cheese yeah. does not go in the cupboard. Come on, your it whole sits... your whole life that's over the Hello. cheese. It sits on. It's not in the refrigerator when you buy it. No. So what's the difference? Well, neither is anything in a can. Yeah, but as but soon as you open like the can, can, you put it in the it's fridge. Fine. It's fine. We have never until that time. Now I put it in the refrigerator. Before then, we have never put it in the refrigerator. I grew really? up with Parmesan in a cupboard. Yeah, it's just See, fine. now I'm trying to think of whether mine was in a cupboard or not. I'm sure my mom, who, who listens to the show, will chime in on this. Oh, good. But uh, uh, as far as I recall, our Parmesan cheese was always in the fridge. I know I have always kept mine in a fridge, and I buy the big, giant uh, costco size one because I put Parmesan cheese on a lot of stuff. I, I put it in with the uh, – well, with – a lot of things. A actually. lot. <laughs> Name something, Mark. Name it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I put it in with my three cheese macaroni and cheese, which I thought, oh, I got to make that for the show. I just had that the other night. It was terrific. I mean, it was, it was great. I didn't have to eat for a day after that. It was so good and thick and heavy. What are the other two cheeses? Let me... Cheddar. Yeah. What would your third <laughs> cheese be? I'm trying to think, because I don't think you'd go out of your way to get something it would be something that you might typically have right because i'm a neanderthal that would never buy any kind of specialty cheese anywhere well i mean like i'll get (laughs) burrata and things like that and probably a lot of people not a lot of people but there are some people will be like what that's cheese um what would your third cheese be swiss what no but i can't tell you now because i want to do it for the show so keep tuned in everyone yes (laughs) we'll have a show down the road where i'll have my uh three cheese macaroni and cheese i'll bring that in and uh uh, we'll we'll figure that out. Cool. That was good. I I actually, you know, I I think I will eat some more of the soup during our okay the rest of our show because it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Good very, stuff. Very good, autumnal. Good snack. Yeah. You great. Know, great for a small still, room where we're, we're still at the end of hot. We're in the middle of spring <laughs> and, and you're doing fall stuff. Yeah. Well, the pickles need to be used. So. Oh, that's true. I forgot the expiration date on the pickles. Uh, all right. Well, hey, shall we update people with uh, the latest in, on in our neck of the woods? Oh yeah. There, some of you know about this. Some of our listeners. Uh, Coronavirus. Thank you, Cardi. So we're gonna hear that over and over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever stop using that drop. She's uh, awesome. So what has happened uh, recently? In fact, just recently, you know, and uh, was that the CDC Centers for Disease Control just came out and said that if you are vaccinated. You do not have to wear masks in public. Right. So that just came out. That's just the the breaking news in the last couple of days. And what was interesting is today I went to Trader Joe's on my way home from my uh, weekly tennis event that I go to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I'm, I'm always trying to find out what the rule of the day is. Because as we know, the, the rules keep changing. They flip-flop and all that. Yep. My main thing was I, I was actually parked a little bit away. And I was peering at, at the people coming in and out to see if they were bringing their own bags or not. Because here in California, uh, it costs money, like a dime, to uh, have a grocery bag. And I always bring my own grocery bags into the store. So, But if you want to use theirs, they'll charge you 10 cents. Correct. And so I, I like to bring my own in because 10 cents is 10 cents. And it's the principle for me. Don't be charging me something that's been free my entire life. I mean, come on. You bury it into the cost of everything else instead of the virtue signaling that we're in control and you have to pay for a bag. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I'm looking uh, at this and I'm trying to find out if people are coming out, if they're bagging their groceries. Because for those that don't know, so Trader Joe's is a a specialty grocery store. Uh, It's all over here in the West, uh, Western United States. And one of the things they did have you do is you can either have a carry basket that is uh, disinfected that they have sitting outside and or a regular grocery basket. And when you get your groceries, you go through the line, they check all your groceries, and then you put them back either into your grocery basket your your hand basket or your uh grocery cart and then you take them outside and they had tables set up outside as transfer tables that's when you can transfer them into your own bags this was the policy for a long time at trader joe's so i never had that happen yeah and it was it was ridiculous to me so i would just you know i only get a few things there anyway so i just carry it all in my arms and you know handle it that way so I'm looking to see what the policy is. I couldn't tell. So I was like, you know what? I'm only getting a few things, so I'll carry it all in my arms anyway. So I go up there, and they're no longer regulating how many people go in because they were doing that at one point. Mm -hmm. There was actually a big line Mm -hmm. to get into the store, like a bread line, and socially distanced, of course. So uh, they didn't have that, but they do have their clever little A-frame signs sitting out there. And one of them says, we require masks. You know, it's a standard sign they've had. Uh, we require masks in, in the store. But at the very bottom, it says the CDC has said that if you have your vaccination, uh, masks are no longer required. But I wasn't sure what that meant. Does that Because that was after it, the part of the sign that said we require masks. Right. So I wasn't sure. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm still going to put my mask on because they demand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go inside and let me see if there's any people in there that do not have masks on. And the store is relatively crowded. You know, it's a very busy store. It's a Saturday uh, late morning. I'm sorry, uh, it was a Friday late morning. Uh, A lot of people in there. And a lot of older people, a lot of senior citizens who you assume, and we're broad brushing here, but most senior citizens who are the vulnerable ones certainly have had their opportunity here in California to get their shots and stuff like that. No one in the store was without a mask. No one. You would think that in that store, in the, especially in the population that we have here in California and how many people have been vaccinated, that there would be certainly a small percentage, if not half the people, that uh, have had both vaccinations, but yet everyone in the store still wore a mask. So, I mean, you wonder, is it fear? Because, you know, I mean, let's face it, for 15 months now, the news has been frickin' fear porn. Right. It has. Totally, totally. Um, it's, it is certainly important to, uh, to stay abreast of the situation and know what's going on. 
Um, but yeah, you couldn't, you can't, you, uh, it's a little bit better now, but you couldn't really turn anywhere and not just hear just crappy news. Right. And, you know, no encouragement. Right. And, oh, hey, and, y'all are doing a great job. Right. And, and it was, it was all about everything. You know, you're going to die from it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And, you know. Protect my grandmother. Protect and, <laughs> everyone. Everyone needs, uh, you know, all the sick, all the healthy people need to act like they have it and right. stuff. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. And we've discussed that on the show before. So we're on the same page on that but it was just interesting to me that there was no one bold enough to it i almost took my mask off just to identify as vaccinated <laughs> well it's interesting because there was a tweet put out on uh what i don't even know yesterday the 13th from president biden the rule is now simple get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do the choice is yours right right if we had some nazi music <laughs> <laughs> That's I'll just, I'll just, just coronavirus. Gosh, I mean, what the heck? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think as of now, I'm going to identify as vaccinated because uh, my understanding is that Walmart has also taken that same policy, and mm-hmm. I think Costco. I heard on the news as well, but here in California, we still have a mandate, and yeah. this is the thing, the problem that I have with the way this information is all out there and presented and everyone's not on the same page and we have different rules from different cities, different states, different parts of the country, Uh, which on the other hand, I like when the rules, if there's an outbreak in a specific area, clamp down on that. But if there's an outbreak in Montana, actually it's the reverse. There's an outbreak in LA, Montana shouldn't have to shut down. Right. Okay. But that being said, for instance, uh, I know some of my friends uh, and and our listeners are in Michigan. The governor of Michigan, after she heard the CDC uh, information, which came out Thursday, she said on Friday, she said, well, uh, our mask mandate will stay on until Saturday morning. And I thought, oh, good, because, you know, the uh, coronavirus Coronavirus! likes to have a couple days ahead of time to Mm -hmm. know to get out of town so that it could... To me, once the CDC says, you know what, if you've had both vaccinations, you can go maskless, it should be right then. Why delay it? Why delay it 24 hours or whatever? That's really weird. It is. It, it's too, and, and as of right now that we're uh, recording this show, our governor here in California has said nothing about it. And the it, thing is, is a lot of the time, and you and I have discussed this, <clears throat> I think some of these decisions, these arbitrary decisions, are fear because they don't want to be wrong. They're looking at their career in the future, and they don't want to be wrong. Right. I don't know how many of these, it's it's just about being a dictator. Now, that move sounds more dictatorial, because, yeah, what would be the reason? Right. If it's okay, what's, right. like, you if know, 12 okay, hours going to make right. a difference? It's okay. If it's okay, it's okay now. You would think, you know, to, to, to yeah. No, no, we're going to wait a day and a half, and yep. then, then it's okay. And I was listening to, uh, on the radio today, they had some clips from... Uh, in Los Angeles here of the person who's in charge of it. And she was saying, you know, this uh, reporter asked her, you know, what do you think about the CDC recommendations? It was like, well, we're going to do our own investigation. <laughs> and, 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 and actually, she deferred over to OSHA, the Occupational Safety and is it Health Administration? Anyway, which which has not even factored into any of this yet. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, now it's another government agency that's going to look into it, a local government agency. It's like, wait, wait, the Centers for Disease Control said it's okay. That should be enough. If you're Mm -hmm. going with a national mandate, and the national mandate for the mass has been lifted if you have uh, both vaccinations or the, you know, completely vaccinated. But no, 
L.A. says, nope, we're not going to trust that. We're not going to trust the science that they're doing. We're yeah. going to do our we'll own science. We'll find other different science. Right. And it's like, <laughs> oh, and this is the problem. And this is why uh, I don't buy into a lot of this stuff, that it is fear porn, and it's a way to control us. Well, here's a little something from USA Today. Says, uh, many of us are allowed to take off our masks. Why some of us don't want to. The official word came, if you're vaccinated, you can finally ditch your mask in most settings. One might expect the announcement to be met with waves of relief and an immediate shift in behavior. For some, there was. But others remain quietly hesitant, even though it's safe. They don't want to take off their masks. According to new guidelines that were released on Thursday by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, fully vaccinated Americans don't need to wear a mask, even indoors, except in crowded settings like airplanes, buses, and healthcare facilities. Uh... So it says wearing a mask meant that you were adhering to the CDC and local mandates. The act of stripping off these masks will feel foreign and uneasy for some, and that reaction is not unexpected. Behaviors take time to implement and adopt. They also take time to unadopt. Remember, it's not an off and on switch. That's from Brigham, Brigham and Women's Hospital. So basically... They're saying that normalcy was shattered when the pandemic began and it robbed us of our control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the, basically the recommendation is that it, to be patient with pe people because a lot of people are... I don't shame people for continuing. No, I right. I, I'm I mean, sure that's, that that's the thing. I know, but I'm saying that's what this article is is kind yeah. of saying. Don't shame people. Hey, you know, we each make our own choices on it. It's the businesses and the mandates I agree. that are that are inconsistent that don't make any sense. In fact, uh, it, today I actually uh, saw a clip, uh, which I rarely watch TV during the day, but I did see a clip from the House of Representatives where there was a gentleman from Florida that took his mask off and said, you know, to Nancy Pelosi, you know, Madam Speaker, now that the CDC has said, you know, they're, you know, he's vaccinated and all that. Can we just take off this stupid mask? And he did. He is uh, being, he might be fined $500 for not wearing a oh mask in there. Oh, and to me, it's like, wait, wait, wait. This is the Biden administration. Yeah. This is Nancy Pelosi. And she's not going along with the Biden administration's CDC recommendation. Right. So then you know it's not science; mm -hmm. it's political, and that's about all for coronavirus for today. <laughs> we just wanted to get that out there. We try to, you know, keep the show a little bit on. That's the second time I've almost dumped my uh, soup in my lap. Uh, soup. But we try to keep things, you know, timely on our show and stuff like that. So uh, that's what's happening here in Southern California. Hopefully, everything's going great in your country or your state. And, uh, you can always uh, tell us what go. the latest is for you. You can go to um, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Snack a Little. Tell us what it's like. Are things starting to ease up for you? We're hoping so. Yeah, and what safely. Do you, and what do you think about this? You know, we're always wanting to hear anyone's opinion. Absolutely. If you want, you can call in on our Google Voice line. It's nine zero nine five seven two zero two seven eight. It's You're so, supposed to say the last four numbers well, with me. I was noticing as I'm looking down, it's getting dark in here, and I didn't turn <laughs> on the light. It's just the time of day. You guys, basically, it's dusk in here, and it's just starting to get dark. So. <clears throat> All right, I just got the light. Thank you very much. All right, well, let's move on. Let's move on from... Well, uh, this kind of fits into the subject as well. Ooh. Um, it's about emotional intelligence. 
and uh, intelligent ways that you can accept people who don't share your values. And um, I mean, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. We have to accept people who don't share our values. If you want to get what along, what are you in talking about? <laughs> so values are the core beliefs that guide people's behaviors and interpretations of the world. We see the world through the prism of our own values, which function as an inner compass and help us determine what is right and wrong, especially in the absence of an external moral code. Without our values, we would be lost. And there would be no cultural, generational, or personal differences between people. Life would be a lot more homogenous, predictable, and boring. It would also be a lot simpler without values. I, I mean, I, I think it'd be a lot more chaotic. I think so too. <laughs> it'd be me. I mean, it might. I mean, okay. On some level, in the beginning, when you have no value, no guide, uh, it might seem pretty simple. But yes, eventually, it sounds like it would just turn into a mess. Many of the problems that we have at work and in life come from having too much rather than too little diversity around values. As individualism itself, a meta value, increases, cultural values become commoditized, commoditized, personalized, and tribalized. We use values to make important, quote, identity claims. They signal our beliefs and affiliations to the world. Above all, we use them as a frame of reference to connect and develop relations with others at work and in other areas of like, of life. Right. I understand that. I agree. Uh, we like people who share our values because they provide external validation for how we define ourselves. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, liking people who think and act like us is a discreet tactic to unleash our own narcissistic tendencies. <laughs> Dear me. I don't know. I don't I don't like that negative well, that spin. The narcissists. Right. I don't like that negative spin on the fact that you like to hang out with people that have the same values. Yeah, it's not like it's the only people you want to hang out with, but occasionally right. it's nice to nice to talk with somebody. You know what? This is probably more true right now because there is a lot of division. I, I don't know that many people thought about that in the past. Would you I or is it just that, you know, as you get older you become more aware of this sort of thing? I don't know. I don't either. I've only been this age once. I know, me too. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a maturity level that we are getting to just, at, yes, at our age. Yes, you're just more cognizant of... Of how relationships work uh, yeah, and everything because yeah. we've been around or for don't a while. Work. And uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, explains why managers often hire and promote on their own, on their own image why couples look like each other, why friends and spouses become more alike as they spend more time together, and why dogs often look like their owners. <laughs> no. Okay. It's because that. of your values. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but if you want to live in an inclusive world that harnesses the power of psychological diversity, then you have to learn to accept, tolerate, and perhaps even embrace those who don't share your values. It's easy to spend your life with people who think like you. Um, so tell you what. Here's some steps to help all of us with accepting people who don't think like we do and enriching the cognitive diversity of our own networks in life. <laughs> Choose to learn. If you step back and think about the conversation as an opportunity to learn versus the need to defend, I think that's important. I agree. Listen, it helps. I, I'm not talking to you. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It helps Quit open the up. aperture into a dialogue versus a debate. That's important. That's really good. Somewhere along life's path, we usually refer to this as getting older. Oh. Oh. Huh? It is. <laughs> Wait, did that article just tell me I'm old? I don't <laughs> getting, like it now. Getting. Getting. It's not sharing my value. 
learning is replaced with knowledge, yet if we make the choice to continuously learn from others' perspectives, learning can be lifelong and knowledge can grow versus sustain. Uh, so consider being open to experiencing different things and which degree um, you're interested in exploring new ideas, nurturing your hungry mind and replacing routine with unconventional and unfamiliar adventures. Says that as we get older, we don't want to do that as much. So we're just basically become stuck in our ways. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, I can see myself being on both sides of that, depending on what, excuse me, what uh, got hiccup from the pickles <laughs> uh, from what the subject matter is. But yeah, I can see that. Um, recognize that seeking to understand does not mean agreement. And this is important to me. It's okay to want to listen and learn. I think it's not just okay. I think it is important to listen and try to find something, uh, uh, something that you can, that you can agree on. Um, but, and still, even though you want to listen and learn, you can still hold on to your own beliefs and values. The act of listening doesn't indicate agreement. In fact, it is a lot easier to agree when we don't listen to one another. However, remember the difference between judging and prejudging is understanding that in order to understand, you really need to be willing to listen and learn. I mean, that, yes. Well, I agree with that. And, and the other thing is, 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 to me, one of the most powerful things is to agree to disagree. I mean, there's yes. going to be things you, you disagree on in a relationship and it's okay to say, you know what, you you go ahead and you keep thinking that. I'm going to keep thinking that. We're just going to agree that we aren't going to change our minds on that thing. Well, so apparently Churchill, this is a famous Churchill quote. I've run this through my brain a couple of times because I don't know that I agree with this. I think I get where he was going with it, but I don't totally agree. When two people agree with each other, one of them isn't necessary. I mean, I get what he's saying. Right. But, okay, so so if on first hand, I'm thinking that my first thought is, well, yes, because, I mean, you th that's what the world is made of, people who feel the same and people who feel differently. Right, so, right. of course, they're all necessary. Right. But I and suppose the point is, go ahead. It, well, I was going to say, each subject is its own different thing. Right. I mean, you know, you're not going to agree on every single thing. So maybe he's just trying to say... How do we learn if we all think the same way? Right. Maybe. Right. All right. Embrace curiosity and patience, yet acknowledge emotion. Values is a big word, as values are intricately linked to our self-concept and identity. I agree Curi with that. Yes. Curiosity seeks out understanding and acknowledges and often embraces difference. Emotion likely won't be removed from values or conversations. Yet acknowledging it and choosing to lead with curiosity keeps the lines of communication open. I don't think there's a lot of that right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, va values, uh, the way it, it, it seems like it's speculating that values may be based on feelings and stuff like that. But to me, it, that's it is feelings. Values is how you feel about something. Yes. It's not it's not necessarily a uh, science. It's, right. It's opinion. Yes, yet it and, is. And yeah, that, so. Uh, it does say that there's something for everyone to learn in the middle. Gosh, I wish everyone would read this. I mean, it's common sense, and yet apparently it's not. Stay active in the conversation. Recently, one of us was sitting at the dinner table with college-age daughters having a heated debate on their own values. While emotions were definitely present, no one walked away in frustration. No one sat passive-aggressively while the other spoke. Yes, voices became louder during the dialogue as there were major differences in beliefs, yet everyone stayed at the table when it would have been much easier to leave. By staying in the dialogue, we learn and we demonstrated respect. Even though there was definitely not an agreement, 
Wanting to be heard is a value we all desire. It does require working on reciprocal behavior of listening and staying engaged. That would be hard. Yeah. I'm not saying it would be hard for me. It would depend on who I'm talking with. Um, there have been some discussions before with friends that can, and it can get a little heated. Yeah, it certainly can. And you get, and you have to be able to uh, tone it down when you can. Although, you know, it's tough for me to say because, you know, I'm, I'm uh, as you know, a loudmouth. Uh, and, and I like to exaggerate things and make points and, and make, I, I will hyper exaggerate things to make a point mm-hmm. because it's funny. It's storytelling. It's what I do. And sometimes that can come across in the wrong way. And now you get into the relationship of the feelings between the two people and, yes. and, and you know, how you know how to push each other's buttons or something like that, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of exaggerating to make a point. And especially if you exaggerate and make something real funny. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to go grab a chainsaw and jump on the camel's back and fly on a <laughs> rocket ship to the moon in order to get that done or whatever. You know what I right, mean? Right, uh, To me, that's funny stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that all day long. But people will maybe not take me seriously when I start going off on that tangent. Well, so, uh, again... There is a particular friend that I have in mind who we are on completely opposite ends of the political spectrum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there have been, and you've seen and been part of some of them, some discussions that, like I said, they got a little heated. Right, on social media. Uh Uh-huh. But, I mean, I just got a a message from this person because um, they really want to get together and um, make music. He's got a recording studio. Oh, music, music. (laughs) Yes. I thought you were like, and nope. make music. Nope. Oh. nope. Um, and uh, so we managed to uh, come back together and honor our friendship more, even though there are times where it's like, I'm done with you. I'm right. done with that person at that moment. And I'm sure he has felt the same way plenty of times. Right. But. But you've got to keep the friendship there. Look, yeah. I, I had something similar and, uh, you know, I have a, a few different tennis groups that I play with and they're, you know, usually the regular, uh, usual suspects, if you will. And recently it got into political. In fact, mm-hmm. it got into political uh, based a bit on the... Uh, Coronavirus! But they brought up politics and stuff and now it became something in this group, this particular group, we never discuss politics. Mm-hmm. This is a group that we go out to dinner afterward. We play once a week in the evening. We all go out to dinner. There's eight of us. We have two full tennis courts. So we have eight people, men and women, mixed mixed doubles as we call it. Anyway, when we all go out to eat, we have great time. We talk about everything except politics because the group is politically diverse, mm-hmm. not balanced. I'll tell you that for sure. But we never do that. But they brought up uh, coronavirus Okay. And because of that, it became political because as we discussed earlier in the show, it's a political thing. Yes. And things got pretty heated. In fact, <laughs> I'm, I'm hesitating, but in fact, it was so much so I didn't go to dinner with them because I knew it was going to continue. Yeah. And it may, be, it may have been damaging to the relationships Sometimes for you, me to be yep. there with my points of fact. That's, and see, they weren't listening in on the facts. And that's and that's the thing. That's the But I knew but again, as as I talked about, you gotta know when to stop. I agree. And on this situation, I removed myself from the situation. I, I said, you good. know what? I think I'm gonna 
I got food at home. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good because I knew if I kept going, again, if they weren't listening, <laughs> it sounds so one-sided and it's kind of unfair that I'm telling, but you know, I'm telling my side of the story. They were not listening to the facts and it was like, well, they're not going to listen to the facts and they're going to mock me for my sources. And see, and there's the problem is when work. the mocking goes in. That, right. that, that, there's well, the problem. See, again, you know me, I will mock people. Well, but so <laughs> thankfully you stepped out of the situation. You de-escalated. But, but I was like, this is not, this is going to harm this entire group yeah. of eight people. If I continue staying on what the facts are, it's good to walk against away. people. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna step away from this one and let them. Uh, I'm gonna agree to disagree. Smart. Even though I was right, <laughs> <laughs> but I was. It was. The facts are the facts, and I didn't make them up. I think that you made a wise decision. Once again, you guys, I you know, we try not to get too much into the political weeds. Uh, but uh, so much of it, at least here in the U.S., it's just all around us right now. And uh, I, I would love, especially the people from other countries. You know what? Not even just other countries. You kind of in your, you're in your own bubble in your own state. And I wonder if, for example, some of our listeners uh, in a red state versus a blue state. Right. And, and for those of you that are from a different company, we're, we're talking about country. Right. What did I say? Company. Company. <laughs> Country, thank you. Um, sometimes it could just be different depending on you know which state you live in. Right, it might just feel different because you're just in your own little bubble and right. you don't hear as much of the noise, perhaps. Right, and and it also depends on your peer group. And I mean, there's so many different bubbles. I mean, here we have the United States bubble, yep. and then you have the individual states bubble that are very politically charged. Yeah, and even cities. You're right. You know, I mean, and and certainly on our coastal. Uh, cities we have you know some cities we have the middle of the country that is mostly red in this in this country which is uh uh, conservative if you will or republican really uh and then you have the major cities on the coast the bigger cities uh san francisco new york los angeles things like that are uh democrats Mm -hmm. overly democrat i mean it's just the way things are so we each have our own bubbles, but even if you can be in a Democrat area, but then you have in your little peer group is a conservative bubble that you're in. Right. And then it gets even smaller based on your family and your nuclear family as well. Yep. Yep. Well, all right. By the way, the first time I ever heard nuclear family was many, many moons ago. I didn't know what it meant. Oh, I thought, because I heard it back in, let me think, it was, it, I swear, it was the mid to late 80s nuclear mm-hmm, family mm-hmm. i thought it had something to do with nukes you know with because that was back because we grew up with the fear of nuclear war right, and everything right. i thought nuclear family what does that There's do the they people glow? That live under the uh <laughs> in the under the ground I didn't know it meant the core the core family yeah. that lives in your house type of a thing mm-hmm. anyway that's my uh that's your story and you're sticking my, to it that's my story of ignorance that when, when i first heard nuclear family i was like wait what there's whole families that have been irradiated here in the united states <laughs> just a little side note i watched uh, godzilla the monster of the king of monster man thing <laughs> whatever oh it's called <laughs> just speaking of nuclear <laughs> it was all right all right well this is a <laughs> That's our sound effect for that brings us into Paranormal Corner. But, you know, Janet just threw the King Kong. Th- which one did you watch? Ki- King of King, All Monsters? King, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I can't, you need to watch that at my house on the big screen in 3D. Uh, they had the sound. Pretty good. I'm just saying. All right, so we are now in Paranormal Corner. What do you have yeah. for us this week, Jenna? We're about psychopaths. Oh, great. <laughs> Psychopathic tendencies are linked to reduced connectedness to nature and a preference for city living. Did you know that? I got to tell you that there's a, a, an, in, a, an interest in my life who would rather live in the city. So that's something I got to think about. <laughs> <laughs> He's a psycho! <laughs> Uh, all right, people who feel less connected to nature. So everybody, if you're out there and you're on the prowl, you're looking for somebody, keep this in mind. People who feel less connected to nature tend to have heightened levels of psychopathic personality traits, according really? to new research published in the Journal of Environmental Psychology. The study also found that individuals who exhibit more dark personality traits prefer to reside in urban areas rather than suburban or rural. Well, maybe because there's more people to kill and like, you know, twist yeah, their don't... minds and... I don't know, but look at, look at what the Unabomber lived in a shack up in the mountains. Yes. Although I may, he might have been in the city at one point. And, but I mean, Ted Bundy didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Our relationship with nature is a well-documented and timeless experience that's becoming increasingly strained due to fast-paced living, hectic life schedules, and an emphasis on convenience. Hmm. However, what we do know about individuals with high degrees of connection with nature is um, that the said individuals are often healthier, have better perceptions of themselves, of their bodies and they show greater levels of empathy towards others and importantly report fewer instances of stress anxiety and depression okay so that's so that's Excuse me, I'm getting joked up <laughs> so me, that's interesting so it isn't i mean if you have a connection with nature that doesn't necessarily mean you have to live in in nature i mean if you know what i mean right if i mean you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> right I agreed. I mean, we don't we don't live in the big city where we live. We live in a big city. Yeah. But we aren't in the downtown, you know, high rise downtown inner city type thing that I consider city. So it makes you want. So doesn't this make you wonder if, we're, if we are uh, if we are raising more psychopaths? Because think of all the kids who just stay inside now yeah. on their phones and gaming. Right. Oh, in their mom's basement. Totally. Totally. Of interest to researchers such as myself, the person who wrote this, in the area of, of forensic psychology, these correlations with um, indices, indices, am I saying that wrong? I-N-D-I-C-E-S? I wonder if it means incidents. I, well, that seems like it, but that's not what it says. So I'm going to read this again. Well, these correlations is, is the plural of index, I believe. These correlations with indices of resilience and empathy overlap heavily with individuals who score lower in personality traits, which are perceived to be much darker in nature, such as psychopathy. And so exploring the complex relationship between psychopathy and connections with nature could yield unique and niche research finding. Hmm. It could. Uh, this is yeah. a speculative, this is a, the article that you're uh, quoting from is a specula is a, uh, uh, Editorial. Yes. It, so in 2019, they surveyed 304 adults in the UK. 
The participants indicated where they preferred to live among three options, city, suburbs, or rural. They also completed assessments of nature, connectedness, and the dark personality traits, among other measures. Fido and his colleagues found that individuals who scored higher on the measure of dark personality traits tended to prefer living in a city over living in suburban or rural areas. In addition, the researchers found a negative relationship between nature, connectedness, and psychopathy among both male and female participants. In other words, those with heightened psychopathic traits were less likely to agree with statements such as, my relationship to nature is an important part of who I am. Hmm. Now I'm getting, I just keep thinking about like, you know, all of the kids who didn't grow up playing in the street like we did. Right. I think of all the people that don't garden like I do. My gardening is my relationship with nature Mm because we live in the city. Right. You know, but I have a, you know, reasonable home that I have uh, certainly have plenty of space for gardening and stuff and I actually instead of putting in a sprinkler system which I'm very handy and could do I prefer to hand water my gardens every day Mm -hmm. because that is my daily connection with nature because I go out there in my gardens I keep an eye on everything and and I know what's going on in there and that's the food that I eat actually and sometimes bring to the show yes (laughs) Well, so, so even though we speak about psych, psychopathy, this is a personality trait which everyone in the general population has to some degree. And unlike damning media representations, is not always deviant and dangerous in nature. nature. Well, that's good to know, isn't it? Oh, if we're good. all a little bit psychopathic. So now, so now when someone calls you a psychopath, <laughs> don't like, be so offended. Aren't we all? <laughs> Indeed, many people who exhibit high degrees of psychopathic traits take up work in areas of medicine, and the army owning to their ability to stay cool and calm under pressure and make judgments that are not based on emotion. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I, 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 I'm just thinking of people in my life. I'm like, right. they, do they have like really psychopathic tendencies? If it's somebody who is... Well, now wait a minute. Although I may be outing myself as a psychopath, I like to pride myself on the fact that I do not emotionally respond uh, to a lot of situations where I think you know what all right hold hold on let's think about this rationally and let's not make an emotional response you know immediate you know what i'm saying yes i do but still (laughs) and i don't know if that's a male trait or if it's just me no uh but uh but i know i i do pride myself on the fact that i i don't overreact to things unless i'm gonna make a funny point (laughs) then i'll make a joke and blow it out of proportion well, one important finding of the research, which is left not understood, is that even though our participants reporting greater levels of psychopathy showed a preference to live in inner cities, measurements of their postal codes since the age of 18 did not indicate actual residency in areas of greater population density. So questions need to be asked as to how we explain the disparity between preferences and actual lifestyle, which could be attributed to matters as simple as opportunity having to move for education or even a lack of financial power to live in inner city areas, all of which were not measured in the current research paper. Well, duh. Right. So then none of this really matters, makes any (laughs) sense because not everybody until you, until it's too late, if you're a psychopath until it's too late to do anything about it, most people, a lot of people can't afford to just, you know, go and burrow in a cabin. Like, right. Right. Like, uh, the Unabomber guy. Right, right. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, his was a little shack from what I understand. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. It was, you know, so far away from me, but, you know, we, we, we weren't friends. I was not a friend with the Unabomber. You so you, I just no, want to say. You were not. <laughs> okay. We didn't go hang out together. All right. Well, you know what? It was just a letter exchange, okay? <laughs> Bottom line is, I don't know. You just have to take a look, and if you've got somebody who uh, really waxes poetic a lot about, like, living someplace that's far away from everybody, maybe you want to think twice about it. I don't know. Why are you looking at me? Maybe you want to think <laughs> twice. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Or no, that's good. No, it's the people who want to get away that you want to hang out with. It's the people right. that want to stay in the city that might be psychopaths. Okay. Yes. All right. That's what we nailed so down. Be so if you careful. live in the city, we think you're a psychopath. Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you can uh, look us up, check out our pictures, and uh, jump in on a conversation at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At Snack a Little. Or you can give us a call on the dedicated custom customer line, <laughs> listener line. The number is 909-572-0278. Thanks for tuning in to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. Be sure to tell your friends. We're trying to get our listenership up so that we can get sponsors to interrupt all the great things that we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Weigh in, let us know what you think, and give that a try. Put some pickles in your soup. <laughs> you know what? That's going to be my new catchphrase. You know what you need? <laughs> You need to put some pickles in your soup. Wear it in a shirt. <laughs> All right, you guys, come on back. All right, thanks for ch- thanks for. Ch- I can't even. I got I gotta have more pickles. Thank I- you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>